Thank you for joining us once again for Kingdom Rock Radio. Now here's a sample of today's broadcast. Is this just a fluke? When did this happen? Servant said, well, right around uh, 12 noon there. And the man knew, oh, that was the time that Jesus spoke to me that my son lives. At that moment that Jesus spoke it, and at that moment that that man believed it and took it in, he received the new picture as his new reality. Remember, if you would like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to KingdomRock.org. That's KingdomRock.org. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the rich word of God. We ask you to teach us and to lead us into where we should go today in the word. We're relying on you. We're trusting in you. In Jesus' name, let every heart say amen. Amen, amen, amen. amen, amen. All right. As we look back again at um, John 4, notice what the Lord said to this man that was really desperate and in need of a miracle. The man said to the Lord Jesus, come down quickly to my house. Come quickly to my house because my son is about to die. Come quickly. Notice what Jesus says to him. And this is what we stopped off on last time. Jesus says, except ye see signs and wonders, you will not believe. You, man, and he's not only talking to this man, but he's also talking to the generations. Except you see something, you won't believe. And so many people are at that point and state today, except they see it, they won't believe it. It's like they say about Missouri, the show me state. Show me and then I'll believe you. Show me. Let me feel it. Let me touch it. Let me see it. Then I'll believe. But the father says the opposite. He says, believe me and then I'll show you. Are you hearing the difference? The world says, show me, then I'll believe. God says, believe me and then I will show you. This man needed a miracle from Jesus. And obviously, I want you to see this today for the brief time we have here this morning. Obviously, this man had faith. He had faith because he left Capernaum, a great distance away from where Jesus was. He, be, he had faith that Jesus could do this. So he sought after Jesus, telling him or asking him, please come down to my house and heal my son. He had faith to know that Jesus uh, could do it and that uh, he could invite him to his home. Jesus says to him, Except you see something, you won't believe. Now here again, faith has already been established. This man has faith. But Jesus is trying to shift his reality. I want you to see this today. And that's what we'll be speaking about today. Reality shift. He's trying to shift Jesus' reality. Rather, Jesus is trying to shift his reality from that of faith to that of belief. There is a difference between the two. Having faith and having belief. Faith, the Bible says, is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. You don't necessarily have to have physical proof to have faith. Amen. But belief, belief starts when a person is fully persuaded. You're fully persuaded. It is so. Believing means that um, this, what you have had faith for, has now translated, or we can say it also uh, this way, that belief is faithful grown, all grown up. You no longer have to encourage yourself and say, Lord, I know this true, I know this true, I know this true. No, it is true. It is the reality in which you walk at that moment. 
Remember what the Bible declares in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, what, believeth in him would not perish but have everlasting life. He doesn't say for whosoever has faith in him. He says whosoever believes in him. There's another reality. When you're not only saying that uh, faith says I know it's there or, or uh, it's there, but belief says it's not only there, but I possess it. I'm walking in it. Belief says, okay, well, well let's say it this way. Faith says uh, I know I have the house. But belief is when you see yourself walking in the house, you're, you're cooking food on the stove. You know you're there. You're just there, and it consumes all of you. Are you hearing what we're saying? So the Lord's trying to shift this man over, and we're going to see this. He's trying to shift this man over from faith to belief. And Jesus said to him, except you see something, you won't believe. And that's where a lot of us are today, again, having to see something and then believe. We made statements last week that some will believe God for healing once they see a positive test result from the doctor. Some will believe God for their financial condition changing once they see a check in the mail or, or once they see an improvement in their bank account. Some will believe God for their marriages being healed once their husband or wife begins to act better. You know, but what do you have to see in order to believe God? Is his word not enough for us? Now understand something. The Lord said, except you see something, you won't believe. So here's this man. He's confronted with the truth of what Jesus is talking about. Okay, Lord, I, re I receive what you're saying. You're telling me, okay, Jesus' words has arrested this man's thinking. He realizes where he is now, okay? I am apparently a sight believer. That's what the Lord is telling him. You are a sight believer. Except you see it, you won't believe. You have to see something in order to believe. So this man has been arrested by the Lord. Stopped in his tracks. And the Lord, in, in essence, is telling him, you are a sight believer. You can't see or you cannot believe beyond what you see. You've got to see something in order to believe. How many of us here today are sight believers? Sight believers. You have to see something first and then you believe it. Then you can fully invest in it. Now, the Lord says here... Uh, the nobleman goes on to say, he presses Jesus, sir. Remember, he doesn't know Jesus. He calls him sir. Sir, I don't know you. We can have faith in someone or something without actually knowing them. But when you believe, believe comes, goes straight to the core. Believing is intimacy. So he says, sir, in other words, I don't know you. Come down quickly. Come down to my house before my child dies. This is an urgent need. This is urgent. What does Jesus say? He says, go thy way. He gives them an opportunity to believe because you must have a word to believe. Amen. Amen. Jesus gives him a word, something to believe in. He gives him a word. Yes. He says, go home. In essence, go home. Your son is okay. Yes. Go home. And the Bible says the man believed the word. He has now shifted. He has now had reality shift. He shifted from faith to belief. Yes. Yes. Remember his faith before, his faith was in getting Jesus to come home with him. Yes. That was his faith. 
get Jesus, come home with me. But Jesus, in essence, was saying, no, I'm not going to do it the way you want me to do it. I'm going to give you what you want, but just in another way. The man wanted healing. Jesus, come, follow me to my house. You've done it for others. Come and do it for me. But Jesus, in essence, is saying, no, I don't want to do it that way. I want to give you a reality shift. Let, let this experience shift your reality. Can you believe without seeing in essence? Because this man is at a point now where he has to believe without seeing. His son is way over yonder in Capernaum. And he's here right here in Galilee with Jesus. Right here. He can't see his son. The only memory, memory he has is that his son is about to die. The situation is about to end. It can't get even worse than this. Yours may not be where a child is about to die, but maybe, maybe something is about to be foreclosed on or something is someone's about to come and take the car off or, or divorce papers are on the kitchen table or they've just given you a pink slip on the job. It's the worst thing that could happen. Yeah. And that's his last memory, the worst thing that could happen. He may be seeing his son uh, all discolored, laying in bed, lifeless, clinging to his last breath. And he brings that image to Jesus and says, Jesus, come and take care of this. But Jesus says, no, it's time for you to believe me without you seeing it. Can you believe me without you seeing it? It's time for another reality where we take hold of God's word to our heart, to our core and say that this is now true fact. This is now my new reality. And in my new reality, in this man's new reality, his son was alive and well. Jesus told the man, go home. Your boy is going to live. Go home. Your boy is healed. Go home. The situation is fine. Go home. Everything is okay now. And so he took that. And so now there's a new picture that's in place. A new picture that replaced the old picture. Old picture, the child is dying. New picture. Jesus now painted him better than Picasso. He painted him a new picture of his son being alive, full color in his skin, maybe outside playing kickball. He painted him a new picture. And the man received the new picture. He believed. He received it to, the, to his core. And he walked away. And as he walked away, a servant, one of his servants met him and said, Hey, your boy is fine. Everything is well. And he had to ask him, when did this happen? Is this just a fluke? When did this happen? Servant said, well, right around uh, 12 noon there. And the man knew, oh, that was the time that Jesus spoke to me that my son lives. At that moment that Jesus spoke it, and at that moment that that man believed it and took it in, he received the new picture as his new reality. He received the new picture. I'm not sick or it's not sick, but it's well. I'm not broke, but I'm actually rich. I'm wealthy. I'm, I'm not sick, but I am healthy. My marriage is not doomed, but it's the best it's ever been. I'm not going to lose my home, but I'm going to get a new home. I'm not going to lose my job, but I'm going to get a new job. It's not bad, but it's good. All is well. I receive it. I receive it. But look, he hadn't seen it. He believed the word of the Lord Jesus. He took it in. 
There is a difference between having faith and believing. Are you hearing me? Let's look at that difference again as we go a little bit further. Here again, faith is having full trust and assurance in a person or a thing. As we said before, it is the substance of things hoped for. You need faith. Faith is a foundation. You can't have belief without having faith. Are you hearing me? But we're not meant to stop at faith. We're meant to be fully persuaded to go on to believe. When it takes over your entire life. Believing, especially here in John 4, to believe means to think to be true. There, again, to be fully persuaded of, to have confidence in the truth or the existence or the uh, reality or the reliability of something, even though you may not have proof, tangible proof of it. This man did not have tangible proof. He did not have his Verizon cell phone. I don't see it here in the scripture. He did not receive a text. He did not receive an email telling him that things were well. Did not. The servant didn't come until possibly several hours later and tell him that things had changed. He believed before he saw it. Are you hearing what we're saying today? Here again, Jesus said that many of us are stuck in that niche. You're going to have to see something before you believe it. You're a sight believer. You're a sight believer. And many of us are sight believers. How do we know we're sight believers? Because we walk around doom and gloom and depressed. We talk about the problem. We bellyache about the problem. We whine about the problem. Sight walkers. And you don't really see any real joy come into that person's life until they see a change. Oh, God bless me today. Ooh, 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 ooh. And then we, and then here comes the joy popping up again. Sight believer. Ask your neighbor, are you a sight believer? Hallelujah. And so here again, to believe, here again, you're fully persuaded without having proof or tangible evidence. Belief is faith all grown up. We don't stop at faith. We enter into belief. Remember, the Lord did not say whosoever shall have faith in Jesus is going to have eternal life. He said whosoever believeth on him. We've got to go to believe. We've got to believe. You've got to believe. So again, belief is faith all grown up. Uh, it now affects the way you live. It affects your conversation, your relationships, your conduct, your character, your behavior. In short, here again, belief becomes your new reality. It becomes your new reality. It happens when, when, there, is, when there is a shift uh, from faith to reality. God's word for us ceases to become, or rather ceases to be fiction for many of us, and it becomes fact. Fiction to a lot of us. Oh, Jesus said that. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. That's nice. Who oh, he said? Oh, ooh, that's ooh, that's some good word. Yeah, ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what are we gonna do? Oh, God said he he said he healed me. He said he changed. Oh, he healed my mind. Ooh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Ooh, can I have them pills now? Okay. God said he healed my. He healed this. He healed that. You know, it's to some it is fiction. It is a pretty story that people hear in church is is has become a form of entertainment. 
don't take it too seriously. Don't take it too literally. It's just words in a book. Don't let it change your whole life. I've heard many people say, you better stop reading that book. Stop reading that Bible. You're going to go crazy. You're going to go crazy. I'm going to go cuckoo for Jesus too. That's right. (laughs) Are you hearing what I'm saying? So when our faith transforms or grows up and becomes belief, God's word ceases to become fiction and it becomes fact. It is where I live. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. That is where it is. Are you hearing me? Christianity ceases to become religion, just something you do, and it becomes relationship. When we make the shift. Are you hearing me? And people that have a relationship with the Lord Jesus, Christians, so to speak, they have a relationship. When it's just faith, for some it's a casual it's a casual knowing you know him well enough just to come to church but not well enough to know him intimacy know him intimately well enough to bow our heads when it's prayer time at church well enough to say shama shama he coming to bow tie he coming to honda he come chevrolet well enough to do that to to keep up appearances in the house right but when we go home, yes. it's something different. Yes, 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 yes. One, is, one could possibly be faith to come. The other is relationship. I believe him so much that it has changed my life. Yes, yes, yes. That has changed my life because I believe. Now, there are several scriptures that we're hearing in back up what I'm telling you about faith and belief. Let's, let me give you just a couple of them. You can write it down if you're uh, taking notes. Jesus says to the centurion man in, in Matthew eight thirteen. Matthew eight thirteen, the Lord tells him about his servant. He says, uh, "Go, go your way, as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee." And his servant was healed in the selfsame hour. The Lord said, "Be it done as you believed, so be it unto you." And it happened in Mark, rather in Matthew uh, nine. 27 through 29 it says Matthew 9 27 through 29 it says and when Jesus departed thence two blind men followed him crying and saying thou son of David have mercy on us and when he was come into the house the blind men came to him and Jesus saith unto them uh, Jesus saying to them believe ye that I am able to do this Do you believe me that I'm able to do this? They said, yea, Lord. Then touched he their eyes, saying, according to your faith, be it unto you. You see, he used both. He said to them, do you believe this? this? Is this your reality? You came in blind. Do you believe that I can touch you? And you'll be completely whole. Do you believe this? Is this your new reality? Do you see yourself as seeing again? They said, yes, Lord. Then bid unto you according to your faith. Faith is what? The foundation of their belief. Their faith brought them there into the room. Belief caused them to see again. Are you hearing what's being said? Mark 1 verse, verse 15 says, 
and, uh, and saying, The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. The Lord doesn't say have faith in the gospel. He says, believe the gospel. Fully persuaded. Let the gospel completely change your life. Mark 9, 23. Jesus saith unto, unto him, If thou canst believe... Talking to the man that had the uh, son that was possessed by a spirit, demon spirit. He said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. It doesn't say if you have faith, all things are possible to those that have faith. He said, if you believe, all things are possible to him that believe. Here again, believing is faith all grown up. Faith is where you start out, but believing is where you end up. Now this thing has completely consumed you. And now it's not about you, but it's about him. It's not fiction anymore, but it's fact. And believing will bring you into your full inheritance in God. Are you hearing me? Let me give you just one more. Now let's turn to this one. Let's turn your Bibles to Mark 11. Some of you know where I'm going with this. Mark 11. As you get Mark 11, let me give you John 11. John in John 11, uh, the, the Lord Jesus is about to raise Lazarus from the dead. This man has been dead for four days. Mary and Martha are crying, crying, crying. Jesus finally gets there. And it starts in verse 39. Jesus said, um, Take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto, unto him, Lord, by now he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. Lord, let's let this thing just be. There's no way possible that it can come back. It stinks now. I can't even talk to them. They wanted me to talk to me. The situation stinks now. It's rank. There's no way in the world you can bring this relationship back together. There's no way in the world, Lord, no way in the world that you can make this situation whole again. Lord, it stinks. You can't change it. Don't worry about it. She's giving Jesus negative. Jesus says, take away the stone. Reopen the case. Let me show you something. She says, Lord, no, 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 no. By now it stinks. It's worse. Let's leave it alone. They won't even answer my phone calls. I, they won't answer my texts. They won't answer my emails. Leave it alone. It's dead. It's done. Jesus says unto her, said I not unto thee, that if thou wouldest believe, thou would see the glory of God. If you would just believe, take my words to heart, fully believe, fully receive what I'm saying to you, you're going to see the glory of God. And of course, you know, they rolled away the stone and Jesus did the impossible. Jesus did exactly what they didn't think that he could do. He brought something back to life that was taken from them. My God can do anything. He can do anything. And in Mark 11, we're closing now. Mark 11, verse 23 and 24. Some of you know this very well. And it says this. For verily I say unto you, Jesus speaking, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be Cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall what? Believe 
that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he will have whatsoever he saith. Shall not doubt, but believe, not have faith, but believe. Turn to your name and tell him, you got to believe. And here again, faith, faith is the foundation of your belief. Faith starts you off on your journey. We're not meant to stop in faith. We're meant to go on to belief. When belief, and you believe this thing so much, it consumes your life. And people die for what they believe. What they believe. Believe for a brighter day. As we said a moment ago, even Martin Luther King, he died for what he believed. And many others died for what they believed that one day that we could all be together. Hallelujah. Regardless of the color of our skins, regardless of the of our backgrounds, economic backgrounds of standing, that we could be together as one family under Christ. Hallelujah. Because of what we believe. It so consumes us. And when you've got a word from God, when you've got a vision from God and it consumes you, nothing in hell can stop you. Hallelujah. When you are fully persuaded that this is what it is and it is so and it shall surely come to pass. Are you hearing me? Well, the Lord said, if you have a hard situation. And it's like a mountain and it's too big to climb over. It is too deep to go under. It is too wide to go around. That's a tough situation. He said, don't complain about it. Speak to it. He said, whosoever shall say unto this mountain. That you are. You're going right at the problem now. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall what? Believe. believe. Turn to them and tell them, you got to believe. 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 Hallelujah. In verse 24, he says, therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, what's that word? Believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Hallelujah. You may be in a wheelchair today, but somebody needs to believe in that wheelchair that you'll be up and walking and running again. Hallelujah. You need to believe it. You need to believe it. You need to believe it. Lord, I believe you for the impossible. I'm living in it. I'm riding in it. I'm walking in it. I'm being that man, that woman that you've called me to be. I believe it, oh God. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. We're not just saying have faith, but believe. Believe. Beyond what we see. How is it possible, oh God, how is it possible that we're meeting in a 40 by 60 building, but God's talking about building a facility that seats 6,000, building a city? Why in the world are you talking about that? Because I believe. I believe, I believe, I believe. How in the world are you talking about worldwide ministry when you're only preaching to about 40 people? I believe, I believe, 
I believe that millions will give their lives to Christ. I believe that they'll be touched by the gospel of Jesus Christ and come to receive them as their Lord and Savior. I believe. I believe. And your believing will keep you going. It brings that determination. It brings that fire and that perseverance no matter what you see. Believing drives you. It drives you. I wonder if I know what I'm talking about, but believing drives you. Even when there's nothing in front of you, you're still driven. You're driven by what you believe. It gets you out of the bed every morning. Oh, by what you believe. Ask your neighbor, what do you believe? What do you believe? Some says, well, I, I don't know what I believe. Well, we need to start in faith. Let's go to faith. Amen. There's no shame in the game. Let's go to faith. Let's get the word of God and let's begin to declare the word of God and let's build up our faith until it matures in you and becomes belief. Oh, because when it becomes belief, your whole life will change. Your world will change. You'll look differently. You'll walk differently. you talk differently. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What are we believing? When are we believing? We're believing now. And what is all this leading us to? Why are we believing? Jesus told the man, except you see signs and wonders, you won't believe. Believe in what, Jesus? Believe in who? Believe in Christ. So that we all may become. The Bible declares in John, the first chapter, as many as believe on him gave he power to become sons of God not as many that has faith in him but as many that believes on him gave he Jesus gave us power to become sons daughters of God our full inheritance is in Christ our inheritance is to be like Christ Christ was never intimidated. Christ was never sick. Christ was never uh, oppressed or depressed. Are you with me? I want to walk like Jesus. I want to walk in love. I want to walk in kindness and compassion. I want to see miracles come forth. I want to glorify God. Hallelujah. That's our inheritance to be like him. And all those that believe in him will be like him. Isn't that something? We give God a hand of praise today. We're done in Jesus' mighty name. Do you believe? Do you believe? Well, those of you that are here tonight and those of you that are listening by way of CD, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, we're going to say this short prayer together. And I pray that if you pray this prayer sincerely, the Lord will hear you and he will answer you. So if everybody here, would you, would you stand with us at this time? And we're going to invite our Savior in our hearts because he loves us. And he is not here to condemn us. He's not here to embarrass us. He loves you. He loves you. And he does not want distance to be between you. So, would you repeat with me? Would you pray with me? And just say, Father, I come to you admitting that I have done wrong. I have sinned and I have fallen short of your glory. But I've heard 
that you're a loving God and that you will forgive me. So now I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. And I confess Jesus as my master, my Lord, and as my savior. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Live in me. I accept you. And I thank you for accepting me. Now fill me with your precious spirit. I thank you, Father, for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Remember, if you would like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org.